Hey y'all, Jake Bible here. Thank you for listening to the original podcast recording of Dead Mech that I released way back in 2009. I've had a lot of folks ask for these original recordings, so I thought I'd put them back out there for y'all to enjoy. The episodes will be released weekly for free, but if you don't want to wait, then head over to jakebible.substack.com and subscribe. Links are in the show notes. Paid subscribers receive access to all 26 episodes right now. And that's not all. Subscribers receive access to early release ebooks, getting them before they even go on sale in my online store or any of the retail sites, plus early access to new audiobooks, exclusive short stories, including the weekly Friday Night Drabble Party, live readings, and so much more. That's jakebible.substack.com. Subscribe now and get all the goods. Now, enjoy a little bit of the past. Thank you. You're listening to Jake Bible's Dead Mech, the world's first Drabble novel, written and performed by Jake Bible. This story is available only as a podcast novel and is not for the faint of heart. If you can't stand blood, gore, graphic violence, foul language, cannibalism, zombie hordes, or sexual situations, well then, you aren't invited to this party. For more details and info, go to jakebible.com. Feel free to leave your mark there. It's only fair. Episode 4, Chapter 2, Part 1. Will you check out fine, but take it easy for the day, Dr. Thermopolis said, setting her tablet aside. Wow, did he hit me that hard? The rookie asked, still groggy. Bisbee? No, it was the concrete steps that really did the job. Dr. Thermopolis handed the rookie a packet of pills. Take one twice a day if you start getting headaches. If the medication doesn't help, come see me right away. The rookie pushed himself from the exam table and took two tentative steps. Um, Doc? Hmm? Why am I in an exam gown? easier to examine you that way. Welcome back to the conscious world, rookie, Rachel said, extending her hand as the rookie exited the infirmary. Quite a first impression. You always fall down like a girl when someone hits you? A large knot at the back of the rookie's head ached, but he pushed that aside and took Rachel's hand. I usually try to scream a little before I pass out, but I couldn't manage it this time, quipped the rookie. I'm pilot Rachel Caprizi, your new boss, she said, walking away. The rookie hurried to follow. Oh, I'm, you're the rookie. Leave it at that. I got it, Jay said, entering the commander's office, not bothering to knock. Caprizi set aside his tablet. All of it? Almost. Uh, About a third of the data was corrupted, but I got most. Whatever happened out there, we'll be able to see Bisbee's side. Caprizi set his hand out. Reluctantly, Jay handed him the small, clear disc. Thank you, General Mechanic, Caprizi said dismissively. Really? Jay asked, offended. I spend all night fighting this data from an almost completely fried drive, and that's all I get? Caprizi raised his eyebrows and nodded towards the door. Oh, man, Jay complained. Rachel and the rookie stepped into the empty barracks. Rachel motioned towards a bunk that held the rookie's pack. There's your new home for the rest of your life. The rookie took in the room, the gray metal of the bunks, the foot lockers, larger upright lockers. Huh, festive, he said mockingly. 
Yeah, well, we don't spend much time in here, Rachel said. You're going to want to get cleaned up. Showers are there, latrine is there, she mentioned to two doors at the end of the barracks. I'll be back in a few minutes to take you to the mess. Caprizi switched back and forth on his tablet between the multiple vid feeds recorded by Bisbee's mech. The picture was rough, but clear enough to make the commander's gut clench. He tossed the tablet onto his desk, leaned back in his chair, and sighed. A knock at his door brought him upright. Enter. Dr. Thermopolis came in. How's the rookie, Doc? Mildly dehydrated, with some minor cuts to his hands from the trip, she responded. He slept nearly 18 hours and checked out fine this morning. Good, good, Caprizi muttered. The doctor eyed him. How are you doing this morning? The rookie wrapped a towel around his waist and stepped back into the barracks. Rachel was seated on her bunk, waiting. You know, water doesn't grow on trees around here, she smiled. Well, nothing grows on trees, not even trees. Sorry, I, I haven't showered in a few days. No problem, Rachel hopped off her bunk. Hurry up and let's get some chow, Rachel waited, watching. The rookie crossed to his bunk. Um, is this a hazing thing, or do you watch all the guys get dressed? Rachel laughed. Boy, we all eat, sleep, shower, and shit together. Get over it. Caprizi squeezed his eyes shut, trying to make sense of the recovered data. Commander? Dr. Thermopolis asked, worried by Caprizi's expression. Hmm? Oh, sorry, Doc. What was the question? How are you feeling? Same nightmare last night? Caprizi chuckled. No, new nightmare, but this one's real. Thermopolis narrowed her eyes questioningly. Caprizi leaned forward and handed his tablet to her. Take a look at this for me. Tell me what you think. Thermopolis activated the data, puzzled. Within seconds, she realized what she was watching. Jesus, is this? Yes, Caprizi answered solemnly. Watch the debtor. I want your opinion. Thermopolis frowned. Rachel and the rookie stepped into the mess. All heads turned. Matthew, Masters, Harlow, June, each quickly sized up the rookie. Rookie, glad to see you awake, Masters boomed as he jumped from his seat, offering the rookie his hand. Mitch Masters, best damn mech pilot in this base. Glad to meet you. Um, thanks, the rookie responded, taken aback by Masters' enthusiasm. I'm the rookie, Harlow said, stepping past Masters to shake hands. That's all we need to know. Really? You don't want to know my name? Why? You'll probably die horribly tomorrow. What's the point? Masters winked. Sir, I'm really not, Thermopolis started. Just watch the debtor, Caprizi interrupted. Study it closely. Thermopolis continued to watch the vids. Soon it was over and she handed the tablet back to Caprizi. Well, to be honest, I, I don't know what you want me to say. What's your take on the debtor? My take? It's behavior, the way it acted, the way it roared. Thermopolis gathered her thoughts, then cautiously started in. Knowing nothing of dead mech behavior, Caprizi waved her off, motioning for her to get on with it. Okay, without anthropomorphizing too much, I'd say the debtor was mad. The rookie grabbed a tray and followed behind Rachel. Okay, so nothing you see is real, just a heads up in case you're used to something a little more... Rachel trailed off. Lifelike? Masters hollered. Exactly, Rachel smiled. It's all good, it's just synth. The rookie perused the selections. Looks real enough, I, I'm used to... different. He slapped a spoonful of synth eggs onto his tray, added some synth bacon, and finished it off with a blueberry muffin. Ooh, not those, Rachel said, putting the muffin back. Steve hasn't perfected the blueberries yet. 
Gave me the shits for a week, Masters hollered again. Mad? Which definition? Caprizi asked. Insane. Whether it was driven to madness or not, I can't tell, Thermopolis responded cautiously. Driven? How do you mean? You have heard the term driven mad before, correct? Yes, doctor, I've heard the term. But what does that have to do with this debtor? Thermopolis took a deep breath and let it out slowly and fixed her gaze on Caprizi. Any animal can go mad, regardless of its intelligence, but to be driven mad. The commander motioned for Thermopolis to continue. It needs a certain level of intelligence, a high level of intelligence. Okay, so when does the hazing start? The rookie asked, looking around the table. Hazing? Matthew asked. Yes, hazing. You all have been pretty nice so far, except for yesterday's run-in with Bisbee, Harlow helped. Bisbee, right. Should I be worried? Only if you don't want your ass handed to you, Bisbee, Bisbee's voice growled from the mess door. The rookie glanced at the other pilots. Matthew shrugged. Let it go, Biz, Masters said. Was I talking to you? Seriously? Grab some coffee and sit the fuck down, asshole, responded Masters. Bisbee glared at the rookie, then turned to the mess line. The commander paced back and forth behind his desk. Thermopolis waited patiently for Caprizi to collect his thoughts. Finally, he stopped, placed his hands firmly on the desk, and addressed the doctor. So how do we know whether this thing is just basic crazy or smart crazy? Observation. Collect data about the thing's behavior. Analyze the data and, well, make an educated guess, Thermopolis answered. A guess? You want me to send my pilots out there on a guess? Thermopolis's cheeks reddened. Sir, I'm not suggesting anything. You asked my professional opinion. The course of action is up to you. So are the other pilots patrolling? The rookie asked. Harlow chuckled. Other pilots? Rookie, you're looking at the other pilots. The rookie was taken aback. He scanned the faces around him, looking for the joke. He quickly realized there wasn't one. This is it? Just us? The rookie asked with alarm. Bisbee slammed his tray down directly across from the rookie. There is no us for you, rookie. He glared across the table, then smiled and tossed a muffin at the rookie's face. The rookie easily caught the muffin, crushing it slightly. Bisbee smiled wider. Have a muffin. It's blueberry. There is one thing, sir, the doctor said grudgingly. Uh, this should be good, the commander quipped. What else you got for me, doc? A sample would be helpful. Sample? Thermopolis looked at the floor. Come on, doc, you're a professional here. Out with it, Caprizi commanded. I need a zombie pilot's brain, she whispered. Are you fucking kidding me? Caprizi laughed harshly. That's a little more than observation. And I need it intact, Thermopolis continued. Caprizi stared at her, stunned. Of course you do. It's the only way to be sure, sir. Caprizi laughed again. <laughs> of course it is. Masters laughed at the look on the rookie's face. Wow, you had no idea at all, did you? The rookie shook his head in disbelief. What, that the survival of human civilization rests only on us? No, that isn't how the UDC spins it in the city-states. Don't make me tell you again, rookie. You are not part of us, Bisbee growled. Eat your muffin. The rookie ignored Bisbee. Okay, that'll take some processing. So if we are all here, then who's patrolling? Doesn't there have to be a patrol out at all times? Eat the fucking muffin, Bisbee roared. 
Jethro ignored the other sixteen monitors, his eyes darting back and forth between the four he was seated directly in front of. He deftly worked a large joystick with one hand while flipping switches with his other. Okay, let's see what we have here, he muttered. Anything fun yet? Jay asked suddenly, making Jethro jump and yank on the joystick. The images on the monitors shook violently. Jesus, fuck! Will you please knock? What if I had three on a ledge or something? It would be fucking pieces right now. Jay smirked. How's three holding up? Just fine, Jethro grumbled. In an instant, the rookie and Bisbee were out of their seats and face to face. I don't know what your fucking problem is, old man, but you better back the fuck off. The rookie spat, his voice low and even. Bisbee laughed. Old man, you think you can take me, you little shit? Yes, the rookie answered matter-of-factly. Fine, then, Bisbee smiled. Before the grin left his face, he brought his knee up, aiming for the rookie's groin. The rookie countered quickly, stomping his foot down on Bisbee's, stopping the nut shot. Bisbee stumbled back. Oh, you're dead, rookie. What is that? Jay asked, taking a closer look at the monitor. That's what I was trying to find out, snapped Jethro. Okay, sorry, no panty bunching required, Jay apologized. The two mechanics remained silent, watching the monitor. Suddenly, something obscured the view. Then the four monitors connected to the Minimech 3's feed turned to static. The fuck happened? Jay yelled. Jethro checked a diagnostic screen, typing madly at his keyboard. Fuck, 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 fuck! Well, it's gone. Gone? Nothing? Check the homing beacon, Jay ordered. It's gone, Rind. Not a blip. Jay sighed. You better tell Caprizi. Masters grabbed the rookie as Harlow shoved Bisbee back. Knock it off, Biz, Harlow yelled. We're all torn up about Stan, but don't take it out on the rookie. Fuck you, Harlow. Get the fuck out of my way, Bisbee roared. I'm gonna fuck him up. Try it, you burned-out fuckstick, the rookie yelled back. Actually, I say let him. Rachel said casually from the table. All eyes turned on her. I've seen his file. Apparently our rookie has some skills. Let's take this to the gym and see what he's got. Perfect, growled Bisbee. Perfect, mocked the rookie. Caprizi stood before the static-filled monitors. Okay, so what am I looking at? I thought you said you had three back online. It was, Jethro answered. Worked perfectly. Okay, so what then? Watch, said Jay as Three's last vid feed started to play. Caprizi watched impatiently. Gentlemen, I have a lot to do today. This had better. Caprizi stopped short as, once again, something moved quickly in front of, the, of Three, and then the feed went dead. What was that? Not a fucking clue, answered Jay. Weren't there any readings, any proximity warnings? Caprizi asked. No, nothing, Jethro answered. Give the pads to the rookie. Bisbee snorted, knocking the protective headgear from Matthew's hands. Matthew glared at Bisbee, bent down, retrieved the gear, and offered it to the rookie. No thanks. The only reason I need a pad is to soak up all the blood this asshole's going to bleed, the rookie taunted. Oh, I like this guy, Masters laughed from the edge of the sparring mat. Okay, gentlemen, the rules are... Matthew started, but was quickly interrupted. Fuck rules, Bisbee shouted. Fine by me, the rookie shrugged, cracking his neck. Matthew sighed. Fine. Have at it. What about the other mini-mechs? Caprizi asked, irritated. They're fine, sir, Jethro responded. Which one is closest? One, I guess, although it would take about an hour to get to three's position. Then get it going, barked Caprizi, turning to Rind. He 
Can you make anything of this, Jay? Not a goddamn thing, Jay said, playing the vid feed again. Alarms should have gone off, whether it's mech, zombie, or other. Other? What other? Caprizi's eyes narrowed. Human, Jay said. Waster, Coulter, whatever. Uh, just because you put an er at the end doesn't make it a word, Jay, Jethro joked. The rookie dodged Bisbee's first swing, shuffling to the side. The answer, eh? Bisbee taunted. Too bad. I like the arts. The rookie laughed, batting away another jab and slapping Bisbee upside the head. Bisbee fainted right, then brought his left fist up in a powerful uppercut. The rookie crossed his arms, blocking the uppercut and sending Bisbee off balance. Using the advantage, the rookie shoved Bisbee to the mat. Bisbee immediately jumped to his feet, face dark red with rage. Stop fucking around! Come on! Okay, the rookie said, landing a lightning-fast roundhouse kick to Bisbee's jaw. How's that? Okay, sir, one has a new directive and is heading to three's last position, Jethro said, pushing back from the mini-mech console. Should only take about 40 minutes to get there. Good. Keep me posted, Caprizi commanded, heading out of the control room door. Let me know the second you find anything. Jay and Jethro watched the commander leave, then turned back to the screens. They watched them in silence, each lost in their own thought processes. Fuck this shit, Jay said, stepping away from the console. You want anything from the mess? Coffee. Lots of it, Jethro responded. Can do. The rookie stood over Bisbee's prone form. He watched the stunned pilot struggle with consciousness, then turned to the rest. Anyone else? The rookie laughed. Harlow quickly unzipped her uniform, stripping down to her boxers and bra. Looks like I finally have a challenge. The rookie's eyes widened. I, I was kidding. I, I don't have a problem with you. I don't have a problem with you, Harlow said casually, but it's my duty to hand every mech pilot their ass. It's good for character. Is she serious? The rookie asked, looking at each pilot. Yes, they all answered in unison. Fucking fuck shit, he's fast. The words from the gym stopped Jay. What the fuck? Coffee retrieval would have to wait. The scene he walked into gave him a gut clench. Oh, this isn't good. He sidled up to Matthew. What the fuck is this? Hey, Jay, Matthew greeted the mechanic, just blowing off some steam. Kind of a get-to-know-you moment for the rookie. She'll kill him. I don't know about that, Bisbee said from behind them, an ice pack on his jaw. What the fucking rookie? Jay turned back to the sparring match. His interest peaked. Jethro sighed. Irritated, Jay hadn't returned. He clicked his calm. Where the fuck are you, Rind? Holy shit, you've got to come see this, Jay's voice crackled back. See what? The rookie is holding his own against Harlow. Jethro shoved away from the console, instantly on his feet. What? Oh, fuck, I'll be right there. He typed a couple commands into the keyboard, grabbed a tablet, double-checked the vid feed had transferred, and dashed out the door. Directly into Commander Caprizi. Um, Commander, I, I thought you were in your office. Caprizi frowned. Going somewhere, mechanic? Jethro smiled weakly. Well... Harlow grabbed the rookie by his neck, slipping around behind him, knocking his legs out from under him and slamming him to the mat. The audible crunch of the rookie's nose made the spectators cringe. Jesus, baby, don't kill him before he gets his first mech, Masters laughed. Yes, pilot Harlow, please don't. The paperwork I would have to fill out would put me in a very foul mood, Commander Caprizi said, stepping into the training room. Commander on deck, Masters announced. All but one stood at immediate attention. And how's that different than any other mood, Commander? Bisbee quipped.
Jay? Jay? Come in, damn it! Caprizi's on the way! Yeah, I know. He's already here, Jay responded. Thanks for the heads up. Dude, I tried. He, he blocked my calm. I just now got the override in place. Jethro listened for a second. Is it bad? What the fuck do you think? Mechanics, uh, please get off the calm right now, Caprizi's voice barked. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir, Jethro answered, killing his calm. Shit. He sat before the console, staring at one's vid link, watching the mini-mech make its way across the wastelands. Movement caught Jethro's eye. What the fuck is that? Alright. I understand yesterday was hard, which is why Protocol has all mech pilots stay at base for at least 24 hours after a loss. Caprizi met each pilot's eye. But that doesn't mean you all act like caged animals. Sir, Master started. Caprizi held up his hand, cutting him off. I'll chalk this up to letting off steam and breaking in the rookie. You all get a freebie. A collective sigh went up in the gym. However, I want to see pilots Bisbee and Caprizi in my office right now. Caprizi turned and left. You too, rookie, he called back. Jethro switched from viewpoint to viewpoint, hoping his eyes were just playing tricks on him. They weren't. Jay, you still in the gym? No, heading back your way, Jay answered over the comm. What's up? You have your tablet? Yeah, sure. Good, I'm shooting over an image. This is going to freak your shit out. Jethro waited a moment. You seeing that? Hold on, Jay barked. Oh, sweet fucking Jesus with eggs. The calm was silent. Jay, you still there? Yeah. Should we call Caprizi? No. Not until we are sure. Fine. Should I pull one back? No. You are confined to barracks, pilot, the commander ordered. Bisbee's face reddened and he opened his mouth to speak, but Caprizi instantly cut him off. I don't want to hear it, Biz. You know what you did. Regardless of what happened yesterday, I need to know you can keep it together out here. If I have any doubts, any doubts at all, I'll ground you and put you on KP with Steve. Are we understood? Motion swam across Bisbee's face before settling on furious resignation. Yes, sir. I understand completely. Good. Send in my daughter on your way out. Dismissed. How far out is it? Jay asked, pouring two cups of coffee from a large thermos. Is it close enough for a full scan? It's been close enough for the last ten minutes. I'm getting nothing, Jay responded. Is there something wrong with one scanners? No, full diagnostic shows them working perfectly. What the fuck? Jay mused. He handed Jethro a cup and sat down. Let's try something. Does one have shortwave? All the minis do. Good. Start scanning the bands. Jethro typed quickly. Static filled the speakers, then a high-pitched keening began. Jay smiled. That sneaky bastard. Okay, I, I know you're mad, but sit down, Rachel. Caprizi interrupted. I'm not mad. Rachel sat down, puzzled, having expected a thorough chewing out. How are you holding up? Caprizi asked. Um, fine, Rachel answered, confused. Stan was like family. Caprizi closed his eyes briefly. He was our only connection to life before this base. Now it's just you and me, baby girl. Rachel stood and crossed behind Caprizi's desk. She leaned down and kissed him on the forehead. No, Papa Bear, that's not true. We've got all those assholes out there, too. Caprizi laughed and hugged his daughter. Motherfucker. Jam me, will ya? Jay muttered, furiously typing commands. He cocked his head and listened to the screech coming from the shortwave. With a flourish, he tapped the enter key one last time and pushed away from the console. Try that, bitch! The shortwave signal immediately went back to normal static. 
Jethro jumped as one scanner started picking up and streaming data. It's a debtor, Jethro crowed. An almost dead debtor. These readings show the zombie pilot is nearly starved back to death. And... What? Jay asked impatiently. The fucking thing is carrying three, Jethro exclaimed. How are you and Matthew doing? Caprizi asked Rachel. What? H how? You... Rachel stuttered. Caprizi laughed. Don't act so surprised. I'm the base commander. It's my job to notice these things. Rachel snorted. Well, good job, sir. How's the rookie? He'll be fine. I think he's a natural, if he can handle a mech. Well, let's speed that up. I want you and Matthew out on patrol tomorrow. Take the rookie with. Caprizi held up a hand, cutting off Rachel's protest. I need to see how he handles the waste. ASAP. Yes, sir. Caprizi smiled. Okay. Send him in. Jay and Jethro watched the image on the vid screen. A lone dead mech was methodically dismantling three. What's it doing? Jethro asked. Jay stayed silent, then shook his head. My guess? He's using the thing for parts. The dead mech uncoupled a power pack and stored it in its side cargo hold, confirming Jay's guess. Bump up the scans. I want more details on its vitals, Jay said. Jethro tapped at the keys, increasing the resolution. Instantly, the dead mech stopped what it was doing and quickly turned towards one. Shit, did it just catch us spying? Jethro asked. Wasteland survival depends on one thing and one thing only. Clear thinking. Panic means death. Rushing means death. Moving slowly means death. Not taking the time to assess your surroundings, resources, abilities, limitations means death. You must think clearly to get yourself out of the wastelands. Commander Caprizi stood and offered his hand. The rookie, still at attention, looked at the hand, confused. Caprizi chuckled. Son, I only offer my hand once. The rookie quickly met Caprizi's grasp. Um, sir? Yes, rookie. Is, is that it? Yep, that's orientation. Good luck. You're dismissed. The rookie left the commander's office, scared shitless. Get one the fuck out of there, Jay yelled, watching the image from one's rear vid feed. The dead mech was in swift pursuit, running all out to catch the mini mech. I'm trying, I'm fucking trying, Jethro yelled back, his right hand on the main joystick control while his left was busy trying to switch all power to propulsion. Come on, little guy, come on. Jay reached past Jethro and tapped at the control panel. Is there enough power to fire RPGs? Jethro checked his readings. Yes, but we only have enough to fire once, so shoot them all. Done! Rachel was waiting for the rookie outside Commander Caprizi's office. Looks like you're official now, rookie, Rachel beamed. The rookie frowned. What? Rachel asked. I don't know. I guess I was expecting more, the rookie said. Some rousing, soul-inspiring speech designed to make you want to fight for God, the UDC, and city-state? Something like that. Trust me, rookie. When you get out in the waste, you won't need a speech. Just keeping your ass in one piece is motivation enough, Rachel laughed. All right, let's go get shit-faced. What? You have booze? Best shine ever made. Oh, thank God. Fuck! Jethro cried. It dodged all RPGs. Now what? Self-destruct? Jay said. Might as well. Jay keyed in the code. Sixty seconds to boom time. They watched as the dead mech caught up, grabbing one and flipping it. What's it doing? Jethro asked. Is it... The debtor held something between its massive fingers. They watched it toss the object. 
Ten seconds later, a flash filled the screen and the dead mech braced itself against the blast. When the after effects stopped, it turned back to the camera and waggled a finger. The screen went blank. No fucking way, Jethro whispered. You have been listening to Jake Bible's Dead Mech, the world's first Drabble novel. The preceding episode was recorded and produced by the author. The intro music was Miles and Miles by Lake Crest. Outro music is Destroy by The Eternal. Both tracks available at podsafeaudio.com. Title graphic by Ed Delaney. Find him at peculiarcomics.com. This recording is protected by a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivative works, United States 3.0 license. You can share it, copy it, and give it to anyone you want. Just don't edit it, change it, or try to make any money off it without direct permission from the author. Thank you for listening. My head is spinning. Thank you for listening to this episode of the re-release of the original podcast of Dead Mech. Don't want to wait until next week for a new episode? Go subscribe at jakebible.substack.com and you'll get access to all episodes right now. Or you can go to my website or any major retailer and get the audiobook narrated by Julie Hoverson. You can also get the ebook, which is free on all major retailer sites, as well as my own store. Go to jakebible.com for more info. Thanks, y'all. Cheers. <laughs>